From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome back to the Anxiety Project podcast number 84. I am Brad Robinson and today I'm talking about the effects of bad role models. On this podcast, I talk a lot about positive role models and how important that is in your anxiety recovery. But let's step back and let's take a look at bad role models. What are the qualities and how do they impact your life and your current anxious identity? Because the goal is to change your situation to move from being an anxiety sufferer to your current state to being an anxiety warrior to being a teacher, a mentor even. And so let's talk about how the people you hang around daily can really impact your anxious identity. Even if you're watching vloggers on YouTube or looking up to certain musicians, or emulating after certain actors, this impacts you, right? Have you ever heard of the saying, who you hang, you, you are who you hang around? That's an important saying, and it's very true. You are who you hang around, and I'm going to get into that in just a bit. So I thought the best way to tackle this podcast is to talk about my experience with a former best friend of mine. And for the sake of this podcast, I'm going to refer to him as Ryan. I'm not going to refer to him by his real name. I'm not going to go by his real name. I'm going to talk about him uh, with the name Ryan. Okay, so I met Ryan when I was 17. Now, I was out of high school, and we bonded. I met him through a mutual friend, and we bonded. We had the same kind of energy, electric energy, that we kind of fed off of each other. We wanted to explore. We wanted to do exciting things. We wanted to, you know, break some rules, because I was a little rebellious, as all boys tend to be, right? So, he really impacted my life because I've known him for over 10 years. And he was around in the most important parts of my life, right? Because I'm after high school, going into college, and we are connecting together. Now, Ryan, his qualities were were very negative in my life. But I had some of the same qualities, so we kind of fed these off of each other. He was a jokester. He swore. He was a liar. Um, He has an addictive personality. He was loud. He had a I don't care personality. And he avoided all and any responsibilities. Now, he was the right fit for me going through that rebellious phase, we fed off of that energy. 
So time went on. Now I'm in college and we remained really close. So unconsciously, for me, I had trouble spending time with him in public places. I always spent time with him, but unconsciously, I was very troubled by our time together because of how loud he was in public, and he always drew attention to him and then myself. He would talk in movie theaters, and I would just want to watch the movie, and he would talk, and he just couldn't like sit still. He had just way too much energy, and he was loud at the mall, or wherever we were, he talked loudly. He he wanted other people to hear him. It's like a some sort of cry for attention, uh, somewhat. I that I did I figured out over time, and he was always drawing this attention towards him. Now, it made me uncomfortable, but I I went along with it. Because I just liked hanging out with him. I was so used to hanging out with him. It was just our routine, just to to do things together, right? So, who you spend your time with the most, you treat as a role model. We are very imitative creatures. We absorb other people's beliefs, values, and habits very easily. We have mirror neurons that mirror other people's behavior. You can say it's an unconscious imitation. So when I was away from my friend, I found myself acting in the same manner as him. His voice would occasionally be in my head, his jokes, his absurd, irrational thoughts, they were there in my mind. I was even acting out his mannerisms sometimes. After college, I began to avoid work. Now, this is a huge point in anyone's life if they're going to university, college. This is the transition period. This is where you are going into the workplace to pursue your dreams. This is what you've studied for. For me, I wanted to work in film. So I got into the film union under lighting. So I was an electric. And so the process is you call into work, make yourself available. And when there's a position opened, when a position opened, They will call you the night before and ask you to show up at a certain place. And so I would show up uh, very anxious. I would be worried over whether I was going to do a good job or not. And I I was afraid of failing. So I I did the, the job. And then I would continuously avoid calling in because... I didn't want to face that unknown. That was unknown territory that I haven't traversed yet, 
right? I, I need to grow. You, I, I was at the bottom of the totem pole. I need to move up. I need to grow. I was a fool. And in order to become the master, you have to become the fool first. So I didn't understand any of this. I was just anxious about going into work. I did want to confront that, those fears, my vulnerabilities. I wanted to avoid it like the plague. So I unconsciously made excuses not to phone into work. So I just hung around my friend and we just continued on doing what we do, smoke weed, watch movies, eat junk food, uh, walk around town, hanging out, listening to music, all of these things. And this became more and more of a, of a pattern in my life. Now, I wasn't able to grow out of my adolescent years for a long time. I felt the extreme resistance to change my ways, to take on the responsibilities of pursuing film work. And I was procrastinating and I was practicing more and more sitting at home, going over to my friend's place, living that sort of recluse lifestyle. Most of the week, my friend and I would hang out, smoke weed, watch movies, joke around with each other, wander around the streets, and seek out destructive behavior like breaking into abandoned buildings, things like that. And I know that this is very common for young boys, and it's all not that bad, but the thing is, is that I was getting older, and I was unconsciously fearful of taking on responsibilities. So the more I was avoiding working in the film job, the more I attached fear to that right? Because the more you avoid something, the more you avoid that dragon, the more it grows and grows, right? And then it becomes so big that it's just hard to slay, right? Years went by. I was just living this Peter Pan lifestyle with my friend. And it was very concerning for me unconsciously, at an unconscious level. I was practicing this lifestyle with my friend for so long that it became my new normal, but unconsciously I was just getting more and more anxious. It felt like the weight of the world was slowly pressing down on me. Stepping away from it became so much more challenging. Now, when I, what I mean by stepping away from it, I mean stepping out of that comfort zone because that was my comfort zone. That was my pattern. That was my routine to hang out with him. So stepping out, going to a film job, it didn't feel right to me. I was hit with a lot of resistance. I was like, you know what? Why do this? Why face this dragon when I can just go and hang out and eat Cheetos and watch movies? Like, why? So I kept avoiding it unconsciously. I spent summers just at home, hanging out, 
you know, I would phone into work here and there, maybe once every two weeks, something crazy like that. And I would just feel safe living that kind of Peter Pan lifestyle. So I developed a coping mindset. Year after year went by. And I was continuously avoiding the next stage in my life. And the next stage, you can look at it as moving in into adulthood, right? Being an adult, uh, taking on responsibilities, uh, having a steady income and getting a place of your own to be more independent. Anxiety grew, though, for me because I didn't step into this adulthood. I stayed in my comfort zone and anxiety grew and grew. And especially watching other friends grow, I got more anxious. I saw other people buying places, getting better jobs, traveling, and I felt like, oh my God, I'm stuck here. I don't, I'm not doing that and I'm not pursuing that. And I felt all of my insecurities bubble up, right? All of my faults. And like most people, I shoved those faults back down. And what I did was I went and saw my friend and we would hang out and I would just spend time with myself listening to music and avoiding responsibilities further and further. And I started to feel resentful, bitter, confused, and anxious. My friend and I, we shared the same beliefs. We believed that things will just come to us. Success, specifically. We believed that we were young, so might as well live it up. We were living this Peter Pan lifestyle. I keep saying that if you don't know what it is. Peter Pan was king of the Lost Boys. Peter Pan didn't want to grow up because the only adult Peter Pan knew was Captain Hook. And Captain Hook is a tyrant. So why, Peter Pan's like, why would I want to grow up to be like that guy? He's a tyrant. So I'm just going to stay in this childlike mindset, be king of the Lost Boys on Pleasure Island, right? Not wanting to grow up. So I, I was the same way. We were the same way. Most days we were sitting around bored, out of our minds, doing nothing. We were floating on this raft out in the middle of the ocean. And it wasn't just him that I was modeling after. I was listening to all, all kinds of music and this music and these people were supporting my identity. I was looking up to artists like Kurt Cobain, Bob Dylan, wanting to look and act like them. Not necessarily their music, but their personality, their persona, their identity, this, you know, recluse, nomadic lifestyle was so interesting to me. 
uh, Jack Kerouac, who traveled across the states. I, I looked up to him, right? He was a writer, and he lived this nomadic lifestyle, this rebellious lifestyle that I really admired. So I wanted to be like that. I was constantly reading that book he wrote, On the Road. I was watching videos of Bob Dylan all the time, Kurt Cobain, listening to their music. And this left me to be even more anxious because I had no order in my life and no meaning, right? These people weren't helpful helpful to me in that sense. I needed order. I needed structure. I needed some meaning. And this was not giving me any meaning, nor goals, not even goals. I didn't have any goals because we need goals. We need some sort of aim. And when we figure out that aim, we can then strive towards it. And then positive emotions come because positive emotions only come when we're accomplishing something, when we're moving towards an aim. That's when our positive emotions come about. So my bad habits, my lifestyle caught up with me. I got older and older, more confused, and then I reached rock bottom. It was only when I reached rock bottom, I began to shift my narrow perspective. Going through the recovery process, I discovered how much the people you regularly hang around have a massive influence over your life. You are who you hang around. That also applies to the people you look up to, whether it's musicians, artists, writers, actors, or vloggers on YouTube. I realized in my own recovery that I needed to sacrifice the role models that were only supporting my anxious identity. That was Ryan. He was supporting my anxious identity. And I'm not blaming him because I had the same personality as him. We kind of, we, we absorbed each other's personalities, right? But I knew I reached a point in my life when I hit rock bottom that I needed to change. I needed to shift who I was because I was so unhappy, deeply unhappy. So I shifted my music. I went to classical music. I began listening to self-help podcast specifically anxiety recovery podcasts all the time i surrounded myself with coaches mentors every day i started taking notes every day on what is anxiety how to overcome anxiety and how to set an aim set a goal and move towards that goal i was listening to all sorts of self-help podcasts any self-growth podcast. I was subjecting myself to positive influencers every day. And I I knew I had to sacrifice my old habits, my habits of listening to like Nirvana, listening to punk rock music. I sacrificed that music 
because I, I realized that I just need to change who I am. I'm so I was I was so deeply unhappy that I did whatever it took. I knew that I needed to shift my identity. I needed to become somebody new. And you have to pick your sacrifice. So with my friend, with Ryan, we grew apart. I knew I needed to end my relationship with him. And it hurt. It really did hurt because I was friends with him for 10 years, best friends, always hanging hanging around uh, with him. And it really hurt. I would avoid the thoughts of losing him as a friend because I, I couldn't imagine telling him how I really felt. But we grew apart. And when I changed, he remained in his identity. He remained the same. But I was changing. I was growing. I was taking on responsibilities. I was finding meaning in my life. I was improving my habits. I was improving my addictions. And I was overcoming them. And I was working hard on myself. So I spent a lot of time with myself. And I sacrificed our time together. And our identities grew apart. We were no longer interested in the same things. Our personalities grew apart, and so did our friendship. We just naturally grew apart. So today, I don't talk to him. It would be once in a blue moon, maybe a 10-minute, half-an-hour conversation on the phone. But we no longer hang around each other. Letting go of people or things that only negatively impact your life is a step, a big, big step towards healing and growth. It's a big sacrifice. What is your sacrifice? What are you going to sacrifice in your life in order to change, in order to grow? Now, my friend and I, we we naturally drifted because... When you shift your identity, you shift that connection between that person. So focus on yourself. When you change your internal world, then your external world will change. But in the end, with me and Ryan, I feel it was the best thing. It was the best thing. It needed to be done, and I knew it. I knew it in my heart. He was a bad role model. But that's okay. I made the necessary sacrifice in order to serve my higher self. And that's where I'm going to leave you on today's podcast episode. Thank you so much. And remember, do not let anxiety define who you are. I will see you on the next podcast episode. Bye for now. Brad's powerful anxiety recovery program is available at unpluganxiety.com. 
The Anxiety Project program is downloadable and puts the power of anxiety recovery in your own hands. What are you waiting for? Visit unpluganxiety.com for more details. Recovery starts now.